Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild Players. The Lady Esther Screen Guild play tonight, The Nervous Wreck. The starring players... This is Edward Everett Horton. This is Mary Astor. And this is Edgar Kennedy. Tonight, Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild players in the delightful comedy of a hypochondriac in the great open spaces, The Nervous Wreck, based on the famous play by Owen Davis. It stars Mary Esther as Sally Morgan, Edward Everett Horton as Henry, and Edgar Kennedy as Jerome K. Underwood. The Lady Esther Screen Guild players in The Nervous Wreck. I'm afraid absolutely no use. This liver just will not run. Are you sure you checked everything, Mr. Williams? Don't ask me a question like that. Of course I have. The horn, the carburetor, the piston rod. Yes. The timer, the camshaft, the gas. Did you say gas? I did. I just had a look. Yes? The tank is empty. Fine thing, all right. Stuck out here on a mountain road, the loneliest spot in Arizona. Well, really, Miss Sally, I'm the one that should, com- should complain. After all, I'm a very sick man, and this night air, it won't do me any good. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Did I take my pills or my tonic at six o'clock? How should I know? Well, I mentioned it, didn't I? That's all you've mentioned since we left Pa's ranch. Powders and pulses and pills and eels. I know. I, don't tell me. I took the little pink pills. They're for my heart, yes. It's time for my green capsules now. Aren't you afraid to mix colors like that? Oh, that's the trouble. When you have a lot of diseases, you've got to be fair to all of them. <laughs> You see, these green capsules, these are for my nerves. I'm very nervous, you know, very. You'll be worse when Bob Wells catches up with us. Bob Wells? The sheriff? Mm, I've been engaged to Bob for three years now. He won't like our running away like this. Well, we're not running away. I'm just giving you a lift over the mountain. That isn't what I said in my note. What note? The one I left. I said I was eloping with you. Oh, oh, my word. You should never say a thing like that. Oh, my dear Miss Sally. Oh, that's preposterous. I'm a very sick man. I came all the way from Pittsburgh, all the way out here to die. Well, you won't be disappointed then. If Bob Wells finds us, he's a killer, you know. A killer? I never wanted to be engaged to him. My pa forced me to because Bob had a horse my father wanted. Well, do you think you should change horses in the middle of an engagement? <laughs> Honestly, you were my only chance. When you came to Pa's ranch and asked to board, I said to myself, Sally Morgan, there's your man. 
When he leaves, you'll just... What in the world are you doing there? I'm checking my temperature. My temperature. Look, look, look. Oh, look at that thermometer. Look at it. Way, all the way down to normal. <laughs> well, we'll just have to make the best of it, I guess. There won't be another car along here till morning. Come on, help me clear off this back seat. We can each take a corner and get some sleep. Sleep? What are you talking about? With my insomnia? Why, I toss and turn and I count little sheep and I... Put that down! What? That gun! Where, where'd it come from? Oh, I always take my pistol along. I just... Put it down, I say. Don't don't point it at me. Oh, oh silly. Oh, it isn't oh, even loaded. Oh, oh. There. You see? Oh. Now what do you say? Oh. I think I need another pill. <laughs> Mr. Williams. Henry. Uh, Mr. Williams. You're choking me. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Mine's cold. No blankets here. What? Oh, my. Oh, dear. Where am I? What time is it? It's almost dawn. I'm sorry I had to wake you up. Wake me up? That's nonsense. I never sleep at night. You don't? Then why were you snoring? I was not snoring. I was moaning. I'm in agony. Well, you ought to feel better pretty soon. There's a car coming up the road. A car? Where? I can't see any car. Well, you could if you put your glasses on. Oh, yes, of course. My glasses. Where are they? I bet I've slept on them. I bet they're broken. I'll never see another... Oh, yes. Oh, yes, of course. Look, there's a car. There it is. Think they'll give us some gas? They certainly will. Of course. They'll have you to. You there. I... Get that tin can off the road. A tin can? Tin can, indeed. I'll have you know that this Ford is the best darn little car. Uh, uh, hey, what is this? What's going on? Oh, I'm sorry, Dad. I didn't mean to wake you. Wake me? Why, you know I haven't slept in 15 years. Well, my, you're lucky. I haven't had a Good night's sleep since the World's Fair. Well, who are you? Who are you? What's the meaning of this? Well, we need some gas. We're stuck, and I thought that if you could lend us a little... Not a chance. We haven't got a drop to spare. Chester. Yes, Dad? Push that old junk pile off the road. A junk pile? A junk pile? Oh, oh dear. Oh, dear. Oh, I'm going to have a spasm. I know it. Oh, Sally, give me something. Give me something quick, Here, quick, take quick. this. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I... Ah! My goodness, the gun. Daddy's got a gun. Hey, don't shoot. Don't shoot. We'll give you anything you want. Oh, you will? Oh, thank you. You mean that you... Oh, okay. Stick him up, you dude. Stick him oh, up. No, no, no. Look here, my good don't man. Don't make a move. I got a lot of men behind these rocks, and they just as soon plug you as not, you know. Now, listen. You can't do this to my dad. You can't do this shut if you're on pay Chester, Shut up, He's doing it. Now, sir, what is it you want of me? Well, as I said before, I simply want some gas. And make it snappy or I'll let you have it. Ah, funny about Mr. Underwood. Leaving Phoenix last night, he should have been here by now. Uh, don't worry, Mort. He'll be here all right. Sure, just in time for breakfast and we ain't got no cook. What you gonna do, Nab? Oh, I don't know. Sort of leave it to Providence, I guess. Yeah? Well, Providence sure better get a move on. There's a car stopping out in front right now. The boss? No, seems like a fella and a girl in an old swayback fliver. Coming in here, I guess. Wonder who they are. Hmm, seems to me I mentioned Providence. Huh? Now, you listen hard to what I say. You slip out the back seat, and when they come in here, I'll keep them talking a while. Hello? Hello in there. Come, come, come. Anybody home? Henry Williams, you're the silliest hold-up man I've ever seen. Those people will have their tires pumped up by now, and they'll go after the sheriff. We shouldn't stop. We have got to stop. It's time for breakfast. Oh, come, come, come in there. Come on, answer me now. Is anyone... Please. Howdy, I... folks. Howdy. You looking for someone? No, indeed. Someone's looking for... Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, well, a lovely morning, isn't it? Yes, it sure is. 
Uh, I'm the foreman on this ranch. Anything I can do for you? Could we get some breakfast, do you think? Well, ma'am, uh, we ain't uh, furnished with no cook right now. We've got lots of grub if you can fix it yourself. Oh, yes, I can cook anything that cooks. Fried chicken? Well, that's pleasant news, ma'am. Come here. Thank you. Now, I'll simply have some hot water and prunes, Miss Sally. I must have that. And then some cornflakes and sliced bananas and soft-boiled eggs. Just two minutes, no more. And then just a slice of cinnamon toast. Huh? He's, uh, he's on a diet. Yeah. Looks like he needs it. Uh, my name's Nab, ma'am. Andrew Nab. There is no such name. Mac Nab, possibly, but Nab never. The whole side... I was talking to the lady. Oh, really? By the way, what's your name? Well, why, who? Don't let... Well, my name? My yes. name is Henry, of course. It's uh, Henry... Uh, Ford. Don't Henry Ford. Don't tell me. I know what it is. It's Henry Ford. Oh, I see. Henry Ford. And you're uh, Mrs. Ford, of course. Huh? Oh. Oh, yes. I, I'm Mrs. Ford. He's my husband. Hmm. Well, no use feeling bad about it, ma'am. <laughs> Nobody draws aces every hand, you know. Well, sit down, folks. Sit down. I'd like to talk to you. I can talk much better after breakfast. I said sit down. Uh, don't you order me about, young fellow. Henry, I, I, Henry. I, I, what is it, Mr. Nab? Well, uh, tell me. Uh, do you folks believe in Providence? Yes. No. Well, that makes it 50-50. Uh, you see, uh, here we are without no cook. Uh, a double negative. Oh. And the big boss coming out from New York. Ought to get here any minute, in fact. And then you folks sort of happen along, and the lady here knows how to cook. Well, what of it? What of it? Are you implying that you wish her to cook for you? Uh, sort of need a dishwasher, too, a man. You mean me? Well, let me tell you, well, sir. Well, now, don't I... argue with me. Just argue with Providence. You see, first she brung you here. Brang. Uh, brought. <laughs> and then while we're talking, what does she do? Why, she just ups and hides that car of yours. My car? Henry, look out there. The car is gone. Yep. The ways of Providence is mighty strange. That's not Providence at all. That's you. I'm a sick man, sir, but I'll thrash you no, with a... No, no, Henry, I, wait. I, it's I, a good I, idea. Uh, it would be wise if we lived here quietly for a few days. But, Very wise. But, but, just leave it to me. Mr. Nab, we accept. Oh, that's fine, ma'am. Fine. Say it just in time, too. That sounds like the boss. <laughs> kind of impatient he is. I'd better get out there. Nab, Nab, where the devil are you? Coming right up, Mr. Underwood. Underwood? That name? That voice. We've walked right into the lion's mouth. You, you got us into oh, this. Dear. Now I suppose you'll just take a pill. Not at all. As a matter of fact, I'd like to take a powder. I heard him on the phone in there. Yes. His son. He was putting in a call for the sheriff. Oh, that's Bob Wells. Oh, oh, my word, he'll come in here shooting. Oh, it wasn't bad enough having him after us because you ran away with me. No, you had to stage a hold-up, too. Now, just a moment, just a moment. Let's get this straight. In the first place, I didn't run away with you. You ran away with me. And in the second place, I only borrowed a little gas. And in the third place, it was just my nerves in the first place. And I can never tell about those nerves. I never know when they're going to snap. Just like that. Well, our only hope now is they won't know you. Yes. You do look different with your glasses off. I'll be off? Oh, I didn't... Oh, I, oh, I do, really? As a matter of fact, you're sort of good-looking. Oh, really? <laughs> well, <laughs> you mean I don't look like myself? Not a bit. Oh, well, isn't that wonderful? That's just wonderful. They won't recognize me, huh? Well, that's what we're about to find out. Almost any minute, I think. Unfounded outrage, that's what. 
held up on an open road. A whole gang of men. A gang of them, huh? Well, how many, Mr. Underwood? Oh, how should I know? Four, maybe six, maybe more. At least three on each side of the road, Dad. I counted them. You hear that, Nab? Eight vicious bandits, maybe more, and every one of them are. Yeah, I could have mowed them down if I pulled my gun. I'll tell the Phoenix papers about this. Held up and robbed by a gang of cutthroats. Deflating our tires so he couldn't chase them. Taking the gas right out of our tank. They uh, get away with anything else? Oh, you heard me say I was robbed. Chester, where the devil is the sheriff? Well, I phoned his office, Dad, and they said he was out. He's going to call you when he comes in. I'll give that Bob Wells a piece of my mind. I'm a big taxpayer in this county. I want some service. What's he doing gallivanting around here when I take... Nab! I'm starving! Where's my breakfast? Uh, uh, just sort of getting it ready, sir. Uh, Henry... Henry Ford. Is he here, too? <laughs> oh, that's the waiter, sir. Sort of combination waiter and dishwasher. We just put them on today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Were you calling me, sir? Indeed we were. I want some breakfast, and I want a lot of it. Mm -hmm. You think that's wise? You're overweight now. What? I mean, you're much too fat. Why, you... Uh, oh, but that's the trouble with most people. They just dig their own graves with their teeth. Hey, look here. You don't upset my father. He's very nervous. Nervous? You think he's nervous? Wait till I tell you about it. I had one of these... This uh, is insane, ridiculous. It's, uh... Oh, oh, I'm going to have an attack. Chester, my yeah. pills, quick. Yeah. You take pills? Well, of course I do. Been taking them for years. Here you are, Dad. Hey, excuse me, please. I'll have that pill. Why, are you idiot? What's the idea? I'm just trying it. Just trying it. That's all. Mm, my mom. It's pepsin, isn't it? Yes, it's pepsin, and I need one now. Oh, no, no, you don't. Pepsin's no good at all. Not for you. You're too far gone. Why don't... What do you need? What you oh. need is Bulgarian culture. Oh, don't you tell me what I need. I want my... Yes, indeed. You take I it want... You take it in water after every meal. It's a germ, you know. And it's the theory of the bad germs against the good germs. Some on each side, of course, you know. Then they set up a conflict, oh. and bluey, the good little germs go huff and puff, and they just oh, blow I the house in. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. Chester, Nab, somebody do something. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Do something! Answer that telephone! Okay, all right. No, 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 wait a minute. Let me do it. I'll take it myself. Hello? Yes, this is Underwood. Oh, is that you, Wells? Worst thing that ever happened to me. Held up and robbed. The other side of the pass. How many? Oh, nine or ten. Maybe more. At least a dozen. Oh, come now. Isn't that just a little bit exaggerated? Shut You'd... up, Ford. You stay out of this. Hello, Sheriff. My son says he counted an even dozen. Maybe more. Yeah, yes, he winged one. He winged one, but they carried them off. You're coming over, eh? Oh, good, yeah, the quicker the better. Goodbye. Well, that's that. And as for you, Mr. Ford, I'd take care of you when the sheriff's gone. Yes, sir, but that may be a little difficult, sir. How's that? When the sheriff's gone, I may be gone, too. <laughs> Lady Esther has presented Act One of The Nervous Wreck, starring Edgar Kennedy, Mary Esther, and Edward Everett Horton. In just a moment, we will hear the Lady Esther Screen Guild players in Act Two. But first, a word from our hostess, Lady Esther. I can't believe that any woman would deliberately use makeup on her face that she knows may dry out her skin and coarsen it. And yet, that's exactly what skin specialists have been telling me. They say women know that heavy makeup may cause lasting skin troubles. They can see and feel the little bumps and blemishes that sometimes follow such practice. They can see how rough, dry, and flaky their skin tends to become. But apparently, 
Some women are willing to risk lasting damage to their skin in the hope of temporarily improving its appearance. And the sad part of it is that such risks are entirely unnecessary. For you can get that smooth, flawless look you want, even a younger, softer look, without danger, without the risk of drying and flaking your skin's delicate surface. Millions of women have smoother, lovelier skins today because they use Lady Esther face powder. You see, my powder has a special texture, what I call baby texture, which gives a wonderfully soft, youthful finish to your skin, a finish that stays four long hours without repowdering. And here's why Lady Esther face powder has that wonderful baby texture. It's made a new way by my patented twin hurricane process. It's blown so smooth and fine that it's not like ordinary powder particles on your skin. It's like a film of beauty helping to hide little lines and blemishes safely. Why don't you try Lady Esther face powder? Just on one side of your face and on the other side, apply your usual makeup. <clears throat> then compare. Compare one side of your face with the other for looks, for texture, for shade. It's the best comparison in the world. Look first at one side of your face and then at the other. Does Lady Esther face powder make your skin look smoother? Does it make you look younger and lovelier? You be the judge. I say that no matter what you paid for your present face powder, even if you paid ten dollars or more, Lady Esther face powder will make you look more beautiful. And now, Lady Astor presents the second act of The Nervous Wreck, starring Edward Everett Horton as Henry, Mary Astor as Sally Morgan, and Edgar Kennedy as Jerome K. Underwood. It's a little later now, just an hour to be exact. Bob Wells, the sheriff, has arrived at the ranch, and the Underwoods are describing the holdup in Technicolor. I tell you, I fought like a cornered lion. I lashed out to one side, then to the other. I knocked two of them down, but the others were too much for me. Well, how many would you figure there was? Oh, twelve, maybe more. What do you think, Chester? Well, I wouldn't swear to more than twelve. Not counting the one I plugged, of course. Oh, one wounded, huh? Well, he ought to be easy to trail. Hey, get away with much? Well, all the cash in my wallet. Yeah, don't forget my watch. And two of my very best diamond rings. Is there no such thing as law in this county? Well, there sure is, Mr. Underwood. And I'm the sheriff that's going to prove it. Don't you worry about them bandits. Me and the boys will find them all right. Well, I'm sure you will, Sheriff. I have every confidence in you. By the way, uh, I phoned the story to the Phoenix Papers. I mentioned you were on the case. Well, now, that's mighty nice of you, sir. Well, I guess i better be getting after them coyotes. Might as well have some breakfast first. I've got the best cook this side of Denver. I'll have her bring in some hot biscuits and coffee. Oh, that's all right, sir. No need to bother. I'll just step out to the kitchen and sort of help myself. <laughs> He's coming in here, Henry. I heard him say so. I was listening behind the door. He's coming in. Well, if he's coming in, we're going out. We can't. Not both of us. That might just make him get suspicious. You go, Henry. I'll stay oh, here. No, no, indeed. No, no. I couldn't, Sally. I couldn't do it. I couldn't let you face that monster alone. Oh, I can handle Bob all right. I'll tell him a story that'll tie him in knots. Go on, no, please. I... While you've still got time. Well, very well, darling. Very well. But remember, you forced me. Golly, now, if I can get away with this. Uh, morning, Cook. Could you spare me a... 
Holy tail feathers, Sally Morgan. Hello, Bob. What's the idea hiring out for a cook? What are you doing on this ranch? Oh, Bob, if you knew what I've been through. What you've been through? What about me? Reading your letter, finding out you run off with another man. Why, I've been out of my mind. Don't you worry, though. I'll find that critter. And sheriff or no sheriff, I'll shoot him like a dog. You wouldn't talk that way if you knew the truth. Well, that's what I'm going to find out right now. Three years you've been engaged to me, Sally Morgan. Three years. And last night you run off with that low-down maverick. Just to find out if you really loved me. Huh? That's why I left the note. So you could follow us. No fooling. You mean you only did it... Yeah, but you was out with him all night. All night. I couldn't help it. They wouldn't let us go. Uh, who would? The bandits. The same ones who held up Mr. Underwood. They captured me and threw me in their car, and then one of them, a tall, dark, romantic gentleman, tried to kiss me. I'll kill him for that. Of course, I screamed and kicked. I know. I tried to kiss you once. <laughs> then, then finally they let me go, and... I walked all night, and when I reached this ranch, they needed someone to cook on account of Mr. Underwood was coming. And I didn't want Mr. Nab to lose his job, and... well, the... Oh, what happened to that four-eyed wreck from Pittsburgh? Oh, the bandits killed him. Well, that ain't right either. You know, when I catch up with them guys... Sheriff, Sheriff! Oh, in here, Mr. Underwood. Uh, he's found it, Sheriff. Chester's found it. Out in the tool shed all the time. You see, I was just looking around. Hey, well, wait a minute. Up... Slow down. What'd you find? Well, the bandit's car, the one they used last night. I know it's the same car. It has a Pennsylvania license, and it's a Model A flipper. Yeah, but what's it doing here? Well, that's the most surprising thing of all. I questioned Mr. Nab, you see, and Mort, and I finally broke them down. Sheriff, do you know who owns that Ford? Who? Mr. Henry Ford. Now, look. <laughs> if you're aiming to have a joke... Oh, no, 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 not Henry Ford. I mean, Henry Ford. You know, our waiter. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Mrs. Ford, I'm... Terribly sorry for you. Mrs. Ford? Her? Yeah, it's too bad, isn't it? Why did she have to marry him? I didn't marry him. I didn't marry anyone. That makes it even worse, it does. Sally Morgan, to think of a girl like you. Why, you ought to be yeah, ashamed. Here, 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 here. Don't you roar at her like that. Don't you even dare. Huh? That's him, Sheriff. That's our man. The waiter. Stand back, folks. I'm going to fill him full of lead. No, you don't. I get the first shot. Not if I know it. This is my red. Gentlemen, please don't quarrel about it. You make me very nervous. Stand back, you. I'm going to let you have it right Stop between... that, Bob Wells. Don't you dare shoot him. Oh, now, look here, Give Sally. me that gun. Oh, yeah. Give it to me, I said. Uh, there. Uh... That's a good boy. Oh, but Mrs. Ford, he's dangerous. He's a bandit. How do you know? Could you identify him, Mr. Underwood? I mean, swear to it in court? Well, well, well of course it was dark, and it's true. The bandit was wearing... Spectacles. Spe Spectacles, Dad. Spectacles. Just like he's got in his breast pocket there. Go on, Ford. Put him on, I dare you. Oh, well, if you insist. There. Are you satisfied? Well, what do you know? It's a nervous wreck. You're crazy, Sheriff. That's our bandit. Now, oh, please, please. You're making me very nervous again. I... Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I'm going to have another spell. <laughs> Sally, give me something. Give uh, here, me something quick. This. Oh, thank you. Thank you, my dear. You always seem to... Oh, what? dear. Uh, look, oh. guys, look out. He's dangerous. Get out of here. Yeah, me too. Run. Oh, wait for me. Wait. Well, isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? What are they running for? What are they... Oh, my goodness. Sally. Ah! You gave me the gun. <laughs> Come in, gentlemen. Sit down. There's nothing to worry about. As you see, Henry has given me the gun. Haven't you, Henry? Yes, Sally, yes. I'd do anything for you, Miss Sally. Okay, mister, you're under arrest. I'll get you 20 years That for is this. positively silly. I can't possibly live more than three or four months. Sheriff, I insist you arrest that man. 
After all the things he stole from me. What things, Mr. Underwood? Can you describe them? Well, it was uh, money, my watch. It was a lot of things. Uh, I don't... Henry hasn't got those things. He never had them. You can search him if you no, like. No, uh-uh. no, no, no. But no, Henry, no. if you're innocent, why shouldn't they search you? No, I'm too darn ticklish. Sheriff, I won't let that man make a fool out of me. He doesn't have to, Mr. Underwood. You've done that yourself. <laughs> How's that? Well, how many bandits did you say there were? Well, he said there was at least 12, maybe more. And suppose they all the boil down to two, a nervous wreck and a helpless girl. Why, well, you mean to say and that And suppose I... all they took was a little gas. Why don't you try and call and me And suppose a... all they used was an empty gun. Why, it's ridiculous, utterly ridiculous. Yes, I... that's that's just what you'll be when the Phoenix Papers get the truth. All right, Bob, you can arrest us now. If Mr. Underwood is willing to be a laughingstock... A laughingstock? You fought like a cornered lion, didn't you? You lashed out here, you lashed out there. Well, well, I'm, I might have colored the story a little bit. I might have made a little mistake. Anybody can make a mistake. Uh, look, I'm willing to stop this whole thing. Yeah, well, I'm not. Sally, are you married to that guy? Uh, well, Bob, that's something I can't answer right now. Ask me again in about five minutes, after I've had a little talk with Henry. You, uh, you wanted to talk to me, Miss Sally? You know, Henry, sometimes I think you must be blind. No, no, not blind, not yet, just a little astigmatism. Nothing of the sort. I wonder if you've really looked at yourself lately. Oh, I wouldn't dare. You've changed, you know. I know, and for the worst. Your worst's. eyes are brighter. No, There's no. color in your cheeks. That's not color. It's a hectic flush, really. Just a flush. <laughs> you sleep like a baby, a eat like a cal- yeah. cattle hand, and you're fine. Just oh, fine. Oh, no, I'm really not. I'm just in awful shape. I, oh, but then you're just like a woman, aren't you? You're always taking all the pleasure out of life. As a matter of fact, I was quite convinced it was just those old medicines that were making you sick. So you know what, Henry? I threw them all away. You what? I only wanted to help you, Henry. I was so happy you were getting well, and I hope that... Well, you see, I've gotten so fond of you, and and I hope maybe you felt the same way, and seeing that everyone thought we were married... Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, oh. oh Henry, my. Uh, are you going to have another spasm? Well, I ought to. I... Well, I don't know what's the matter. Well, something's happened to... Well, well, isn't that strange? And you're never going to take another pill? Oh, how can I, if you've thrown them all away? Besides, I think I... I have something better to take. You have? Yes. I think I'll take Sally Morgan for the rest of my life. Henry, Henry, you great big man, you. was a lot of fun, all right, and our sincerest thanks to you, Mary Esther, Edward Everett Horton, and Edgar Kennedy. Oh, no, Mr. Bradley. We're the ones who feel thankful. It's really a privilege to appear with the Lady Esther Screen Guild players. After all, this is our program, you know, and every one of us is proud of the wonderful work being done by the Motion Picture Relief Fund and its country house and clinic, a work made largely possible by these radio shows. And now, before we tell you about next week's show, a word from one of America's foremost beauty authorities, Lady Esther. Thank you, Miss Astor. Ladies, if you care at all about your skin, don't, please don't, ever bury it under heavy makeup. You may think you're improving your appearance, but you may find, as other women do, that your skin soon becomes dry, flaky, and blemished. Now, that doesn't mean you need to give up the idea of smooth, flawless-looking skin. On the contrary... You can give your skin a far more beautiful finish, safely. 
In place of the rather chalky look of heavy makeup, my powder, Lady Esther Face Powder, gives a soft, luminous quality to your skin. Clear, smooth, and natural, like the delicate skin of a baby. It's this baby texture of my powder that helps hide little lines and blemishes, that makes your skin look so much younger and fresher for all those hours without repowdering. The smallest size box of Lady Esther Face Powder is all you need to convince you that risky, mask-like coatings of makeup are unnecessary. Lady Esther Face Powder gives your skin that enchanting, flawless look you want, safely. Next week, the Lady Esther Screen Guild players will present The Ghost Goes West. It will star Marsha Hunt, Charles Irwin, Eugene Paulette, and Basil Rathbone. Be sure to listen. Mary Esther appeared through the courtesy of Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, producers of Dragon Seed. Edward Everett Horton can soon be seen in the universal comedy, San Diego, I Love You. Edgar Kennedy appears through the courtesy of RKO Radio Pictures, producers of Step Lively. Music on tonight's program was arranged and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. Remember, if you look good, you feel good. Try Lady Esther Lucky Rose Face Powder. It has color. It has life. It has beauty. Lady Esther Lucky Rose Face Powder. This is Truman Bradley speaking for Lady Esther, saying thank you. And good night. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.